What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. We are on episode 10. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone of all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim and Dave, and we're proud to introduce Chris Englund's joining us this morning. So good morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning, Jim. Morning, everybody. Morning, Chris. Hi, Jim. Super excited to go over these stats. Brother Dave, I think it was episode two. You said we need 200 or 250 people listening every week. Episode nine had 241 downloads the first week. That is awesome. That's great. We have 88 followers and all-time downloads is at 1954. And we talked about this. Somebody in Australia had listened to our podcast and I thought maybe it was a fluke. They've actually listened three times. So whoever you are, I'd really love to know that. Shoot me email at jam at jfwtrucking.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also had a listener from New Zealand, and uh, we added Canada to the list this week. Wow, that's that's great. Nice. Welcome Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Super Dave just heard from Johnny Angel, and I know he, the last time we spoke, was living in Pittsburgh. So right. maybe there's a listener up there in Pittsburgh now, too. He, he did mention that. I uh, got a lot of good feedback. I don't know if the, the high count was because we had Linda on or episode eight was so kick-ass. Everybody wanted to tune in. Either way, Dwayne Sand told Linda it was our best podcast yet. He learned a lot, and it's good to know that Dispatch cares about the drivers. I know your dad, Jim Sr., he told you, Jim, that it was our best one as well. So seems like the podcast is definitely a thing. Yeah, I'm enjoying it on Mary Moore. We had to... Me and Dave talked or Jam talked or everything. We got to get up for the podcast. You got to, it makes you nervous, gives you a little tickle in your stomach. And they've, they've become something I want to do. It's, it's fun to do it. Yeah, I get nervous when I hit the publish button. <laughs> Recording is no big deal, but putting it out there to interwebs gets me a little nervous. It's really cool to have Chris on. Uh, yesterday, I was down in the shop and I saw Chris working on a set of stacks. It looked exhausting. Oh, led right there. It is that dad joke, huh? That's right, dad choke challenge. What do you got, guys? All right. So, why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we call them bagels. Ah, okay. That's a true dad joke. Real corny. No, I said bagels. (laughs) All right. After an unsuccessful harvest. Why did the farmer decide to try a career in music? No clue. Because he had a bunch of sick beats. Oh, oh wow. That's a good one. I thought mine was bad. <laughs> oh, Chris, pressure's on, buddy. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I actually got a, got a festive one coming up on uh, Christmas here. You guys know uh, how Scrooge won the football game? <laughs> The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> ah, that's funny. If I knew Mikey was going to be here, we could have had him on as well. But uh, it was good to see him in this morning because, you know, with the new autos we got, I asked him if he had any books for it. He told me he only had manuals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you after that trophy, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> telling <one>. you. <laughs> I'm hot on Super Dave's coattails. <laughs> All right, we got some great celebrations this week. We got birthdays. We got Lane Walker. His birthday was on the 12th. We got Rick Colleen in 006. His birthday was on the 13th. 
And then Juan Cordova, his birthday was yesterday. Oh, and let's not forget Veronica in 0038. Her birthday is on the 17th. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, everybody. Anniversaries, we got Cisco Reza in 0093. Been here two years on the 13th. And then we got Don Keller one year yesterday. And then Paco in 0071. He'll be here three years on the 17th. Uh, congratulations, you guys. Thank you for all your hard work. Yeah, congratulations, you guys. The time goes by fast, man. Uh, Paco, congratulations on the three years, buddy. I can't believe it just... It's like you started yesterday some days. I, it's not because you're a bad guy. It's just a, you're a good guy, so it goes by fast. We, <laughs> depends who you ask. <laughs> we, uh, we talked about having Paco on, and I can't wait for that day. It should be soon. He stopped me at uh, the fuel aisle the other day, and he just was kind of reminiscing that he's got his three-year anniversary coming up and how much JFW means to him and stuff like that. So he's oh, just, a, cool. yeah, just a good guy to see in the yard and just know he's so engaged. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Cisco and Don, not that that one year isn't important to you guys. Congratulations. Cisco had yeah, the two years. Yeah, yeah. Cisco's oh, two Cisco's years. two years, yeah. sorry. Yep. 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 Cisco needs to answer, answer the call. His brother did the backup challenge with no pull-ups. Oh, he's only been here. Wow. Like, he's only been here a few weeks, two months, maybe. I don't know. I have to look at his start date. But Cisco, get over here. It'll be for free, but you could at least have bragging rights at home. Yeah, you got to get into those brother challenges, man. Absolutely. Some new people starting this week. We have a new Wash Bay Tech, Joey Burnt. I met Joey the other night. I got to tell you, he left a very good first impression. Awesome. And then we have a new driver started today, Caesar Sands. No, no relationship to Jr. Though. <laughs> Welcome to the crew, guys. Yep. Yeah, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, you guys. Glad to have you. Got a lot of shout-outs this week. Let's start with a shout-out to Chewy at Plant 2. Chewy's already got a shout-out, but Chewy listened to Episode 9 and heard it was Linda's birthday, so he actually called her to wish her happy birthday. I thought that was outstanding to hear from uh, a load operator at, at one of our customers. You know, For I know, sure. I know that made you pretty excited, Jim. Yeah, a- absolutely, Jim. Yeah, I wanted, along with Chewy at Plant 2, and as we pick up listeners or followers or how this works here, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to all the plants we haul to. Uh, plant 14, Plant 13, Plant 12, Plant 11, Plant 3, Union, West, and Central. You know, the loader operators there, the, the plant managers, everybody there, you guys are fantastic to work with, and I hope uh, all of us live up or act as we should in the plants and, and take care of all you guys' needs. So shout out to all you guys at Brandon. Yep, awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. I want to give a shout out to Rick Colleen. Uh, Rick's a guy that's always wanting to know what he could do to improve. You know, we have drivers that'll just come in and out every day and just come and do their job and not really care for any feedback or want to know how to improve. But Rick's always wanting to do better and be better. He's engaged and that guy's got a lot of promise. Also want to give a shout out to Leo Montez and 0028 for helping 003 out at Plant 2 when he had a PTO issue. I think that was Craig Brislin he went and, and gave a hand to on Thursday. And then Jimmy V, he wants to give a shout out to the mechanics. So there you go, Chris. <laughs> there are times they get real busy, but they still manage to keep us rolling. And he also gave a shout out to 0040 Surge last Wednesday. Yeah, I broke down at the Morrison pit, and uh, Serge stopped to see if he had water or something to eat since he knew he was going to be there for a while. So good job to Serge. Yeah, thank you, guys. Good job. Yeah, I have one other jam. 
uh, Gerard Martinez in 0051. Uh, my wife, Holly, uh, passed him or came into work with him the other day and said he was doing a fantastic job, was really impressed with the way he was driving. So good job, Gerard. Yeah, that's awesome. My wife actually gave 005 a compliment. She saw him twice in one day and both times said he was doing a really good job. So good job to Benny as well. It's nice when we hear that instead of saying, hey, we just saw one of your trucks rolling down the road and it was not pretty. Exactly, because they're the public. They just have a chance to give us feedback, right, Jim? Right. Yep. Uh, The new backup challenge champions or recipients, however you want to say it. I already mentioned Alex Reza in 002. He made a statement for being here for such a short period of time. Troy Holmes in 0025 did it with no pull-ups. Gerardo Sanchez, he was kind of like just kind of watching and hanging back, and we were like, you going to do it? And he's like, yeah, why not? And he knocked it out. And then Leo Montez, another shout-out for Leo, he did it with no pull-ups. So really good job, guys. And then the mechanics, they wanted in on it. I didn't see you out there, Chris, but – we had a couple mechanics try it, and uh, they didn't they didn't do so hot. And then we had a mechanic try it, and he needed to make a pull up, but he was determined to finish the backup challenge. One of the mechanics said, "Ah, I'm not gonna do it for free." The other guy just ran and got Nick, but Nick Seastrunk did it with one pull up. So pretty pretty impressed with Nick. Good so job. good Chris, job, Nick. Yeah, good job, you guys. Yeah, thanks for trying too. That that. <laughs> shows you care and, and want to be part of the team, and that's awesome. Yep. That, that's what the challenge was about, to just try it. Absolutely. I told him, Nick, you're not going to make any money, but you could finish. He's like, I don't care about that. Yeah. So I was impressed with that. Like Good. the determination. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Chris, you going to answer the call? You going to do it? Can I do it with the forklift? I was going to mention it. <laughs> I was going to mention you could put a trailer anywhere you want with that forklift. Absolutely. So. That's awesome. Hey, and also, Jam, on that, I, uh, I know we got the – the checks to everybody on the backup challenge and stuff. And JR, I heard him hand out the stuff. And he was mentioning to the guys that won the challenge, and we discussed it, I think, last week in the podcast. You know, if you see somebody struggling and you're one of these guys that won the challenge and you know you have some skills and you can offer some help to somebody, please do that. Please just – that that was the point of the challenge is to help others be better. So, again – Answer that challenge if you're one of those guys that, that made it happen. If you're not, say go find someone that uh, that was able to do it and try to get those tips for yourself. I know I'm going to be talking around and see if I can't take that on, so see if there I can go. gather some tips. Love it. Yeah. By the way, JR and myself did it just for bragging rights. So the <laughs> difference between JR and myself, though, is he did it in like three minutes and I did it in like six minutes. So, but no pull-ups for either one of us. No pull-ups. Nice. Oh, congratulations yeah. to Good both job. of you. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to have to go do it. <laughs> I got an a, hour later. I, I got a cheeseburger. If, if you do it with no pull-ups, Jim, I'll buy you a cheeseburger. <laughs> Sounds Dave, good. Dave, you get a double. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to the discussion. Pretty excited to have Chris England here January 9th. He will be here five years. I got to ask you, Chris, when I sent out the outline, you know, I me- emailed it out to everybody. I got to ask you, what, what is Fluffy the dog? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a very, very old email. It was actually from the three-headed dog in Harry Potter. So. Oh, okay. That's why I have no idea what that means. <laughs> that's it. Another cool fact about Chris, Chris got married a month after me, so he's been married, what, four or five months? Yes, sir. You probably got it all figured out, Chris. What's the secret to a happy marriage? Oh, there is no secret. Happy spouse, happy house. There you go. I like it. 
What um, what do you like to do in your spare time, Chris? Uh, kind of depends on the season. Um, as long as I'm outdoors, I'm happy. Um, you know we got snowboard season coming up on us pretty quick, so I'm looking forward to that. Got my pass. Um, are you a park guy or are you just cruise blues or what? I'm a little bit of everything. Okay. I <laughs> got bad knees, so I tend to just run the blues. <laughs> gotcha. That that would be me. And what about your race car? I know uh, what's going on with your import. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's in the shop in my garage right now. Um, doing a lot of work to it. Turned out to be a lot more custom work than I thought, so it's taking some time. But I'm having fun with it. It's uh, it's gonna be a monster after this, so I'm uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it and I'm a little scared to drive it. <laughs> what's what's the horsepower? Or what are you shooting for, Chris? I'm shooting for 600. Gotcha. Yep. Does that car weigh 500 pounds? It's 2,900. Oh man. <laughs> but what do you get in 600 horsepower out of? Like a four-cylinder, six-cylinder? Yeah, it's cylinder? a 2.3 with a big old turbo on it. Wow. Uh, that's amazing, Chris. Awesome. Uh, what's the fastest you've been in that car? Um, <laughs> of course. On a, of course. On <laughs> this a, is the internet. A, I run the speed limit, sir. <laughs> right. I meant on a closed course. On a closed course. I uh, think I had a buck 55. Okay. Yeah. Please be careful, Chris. Of course. Uh, Another cool fact about you, Chris, you were one belt away from getting your black belt in Taekwondo. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yes, I was. Sounded like you were semi-determined to finish that up. Oh, I will be making my way back to it. Absolutely. Okay. It was a very good part of my life. Learned a lot of good things from it. Besides what people expect, it's not so much about fighting. There's a lot of good life lessons to learn from it. So Absolutely. My daughter's school, they just had a like six-class Taekwondo thing. We put Bella in that, and, you know, it was all about respect yourself, mm-hmm. respect others, you know, watch what you put in your body, watch what comes out of your mouth, do things the first time, stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. They had a little celebration and everything. So Definitely good life lessons. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, getting to business here, what was your path to JFW? How did you find yourself here? Uh, path to JFW. <clears throat> actually, it's kind of funny. I actually did not know anything about JFW. I had not heard the name JFW. Uh, my wife found the company and she actually submitted my application. I didn't really know she was kind of helping me out with that. But, you know, I, I started it at Swift Transportation, started as a tire guy there, eventually moved on to being a mechanic there. Didn't really work out for me, so I decided I'd go try something else. Went over to uh, All Fleet Services, which is um, a TransWest uh, sister company. Now, just didn't really fit in. Didn't seem like there was much going on there. Figured it was time to move on. I put in my application, and a few days after Christmas, I got a, a call back from, from Mikey. And I, it has just been a wonderful journey ever since. You say it's a wonderful journey. So what are some of the things that you noticed that were different when you came over here versus just another wrenching job? I, this is the first place I have worked where I feel that the company is invested in me. And that really helps me to then be invested back into the company. Um, I've put out several suggestions in the past for things that I think we could work on. And it just seems like every time I bring something up, something changes. Whether or not it's you know, what I had suggested is very nice that it's then taken into consideration. Everybody talks about it and we get this nice master plan going. And, and it is that way with everybody. And it's so nice to see that no matter how long you've been doing this, no matter how long you've been here, everybody here is appreciated, and that's just huge. 
everywhere else I've been, it's just drive you into the ground and kick you out the door when you're done. And it just, you don't have that here. That's really good to hear coming from your division. I mean, obviously, you know, we say there's two positions at JFW. You're a driver or you driver support. Whether you're a mechanic, you're the wash bay, or you're Jim and Dave, if you're not driving, you're driver support. So to hear our culture kind of swing into the other divisions, that, that really makes me happy. So started at nights. How long did you do nights? And when did you come to days? And how did that affect your life? I think I was uh, roughly three years on nights, uh, maybe a little over that. Um, moved over to days about a year and a half ago. So I'm sure that math is off. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's two different worlds, both at work and at home. You know, I remember the moon just kind of was my son. The sun was out. I just felt like a vampire. Just let me stay inside. Let me go back to bed. I don't know why everyone's trying to get me up and going doing things. It's very different to kind of be back into society, I suppose. Um, you know, waking up, sitting in the morning traffic, sitting in the afternoon traffic with everybody else. And, you know, it's definitely been a pretty big change outside of work. Um, nice to spend a little more time with friends and family. You know, before I'd wake up, say goodbye to my wife, she'd go off to work. You know, it was a... Uh, just kind of didn't really get to see her as much. Um, nice to have a little bit more of a home life. The work aspect of things, it's a very different pace. Um, it's not really what I expected it to be like when I moved over to Days. I have been having a absolute ton of fun. Um, you know, the, these night guys, I don't think many people understand just how much work they put out. Um, I mean, it's just you, you put your head down you crank out as much work as you can and you know hope you can get out of here before all the drivers start showing up and uh, you know we were flying through you know getting these repairs done making sure it was done correctly and it was just the the sheer mass of work that they tackle at night um coming over to days uh i had mikey on me constantly telling me to slow down you gotta you gotta really take your time with this it's a much bigger project you know there's there's a lot more to it um we're doing a lot of custom work, uh, fixing these trailers, and it's just so much that I hadn't seen before that it, you kind of have to slow down your mind but keep your mo uh, body moving at the same pace, and that is a, a very big kind of culture shock there. Um, but, you know, it's fun. It's just a very different world. How's it been having uh, Ricky added to the, to the day crew? Uh, it's been great. Um, you know, he's, he's still very fresh, too. Being on days, I think we've only had him a few weeks here. Um, I think he's kind of starting to see that, that side of things, too. Um, but it's been great. I mean, we got Mitch is uh, really kind of just getting into his element. He's, he has learned so much, really grown. You know, the two of them are just amazing people to work with, and I'm very happy to have him here with me. That's awesome. You're, you've already answered this question. My next question is, do you feel like part of our culture and how can we make the mechanics feel more like part of our culture? And it's interesting, Chris, I think that has a lot to do with the person because there's been mechanics here that did not feel like part of the culture that are no longer here. But you coming over today's, I mean, I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but there was a big difference in the 
I don't know, the atmosphere when you came over today. So you actually added to the day culture, if that makes sense. Mm, you know, Same thing with Ricky. He's he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And he's it's happy been a to, pleasure to have both of them. Yeah, the and, and Mitch. You know, those three guys is just, you know, it's definitely a big difference. The way you interact with the drivers is great. It's kind of why we have you up here today is because I feel like the drivers feel comfortable with you and it'll be good for them to hear from you on – you know what we could be doing to help you guys out but you know you're just really good with the drivers you know you're a good guy to be around and yeah, i'd say you coming today has made a big change on a day shift oh, i appreciate that <clears throat> i think uh, a lot of that is just mindset it's very easy as a mechanic to kind of start to grudge against drivers oh they must have broke this oh i can't believe they did this and you know just most of the time it's not the case and once you can step back from that and realize you know what, trucks just kind of break sometimes. It makes you appreciate everything that the drivers do for us. We can start to create those, you know, bonds and friendships. Um, coming over to days, I do see drivers a lot more. And, you know, we have such a great crew here. Everyone's just having a good time. We're, we're getting the work done, but we're having fun doing it. And once you can break past the, that driver must have broke it, you have a lot more respect for them and you can just appreciate the truck, the drivers and everybody else that we have working here. So awesome. This is a really dumb question, but don't mechanics like things to break? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it depends how broken they are. <laughs> how about jam? Not, is yeah. it re wrecked or broken? We seem <laughs> yeah. to wreck a few things around here that huh. I don't think the, the yeah. mechanics like as much as any of us. So yeah, yeah I, I could definitely see, especially the night crew getting overwhelmed with compliance issues and things to keep the truck on the road that can't wait. You know, and obviously the day shift, you guys do the bigger projects and stuff like that. What do you enjoy doing the most here? Fixing trucks <laughs> is why I'm here. Man, I I don't think I could pick out a single favorite thing it's the people that i work with i anything that i'm doing between you know just in the shop with uh you know mikey mitch and ricky it's such a good crew we work very well together um you know everyone kind of we're finding ways to balance our our pros and cons and you know find each other's strengths and be able to help out the weaknesses that it doesn't matter what rolls in that door we're just gonna have a good time getting it done and i kind of touched on this but and when i invited you on the podcast i seen you kind of almost like rub your hands together you know like <laughs> <clears throat> what are the things that you're seeing in the mornings or in general that we could be doing better as a fleet you know to keep the trucks running and make your guys' jobs easier there's not really much that should be going on in the morning at all you know if, if everything's tackled at night Drivers should be able to come in, do a quick pre-trip, just make sure your fluids are good, check your tires, just some basics, and you should just be out the door. Um, I would say the one thing for, for drivers is make sure you're writing things up at night. Um, you know, we, we have this great big night crew. They're all incredible mechanics, and they will take care of whatever you need. Um, it may take a few days sometimes if we're you know behind on parts it can take a little bit but it's top priority um i have a lot of times the driver will come and bring something up to me hey i have this issue with my truck it's been kind of bugging me for a little while well okay go ahead and write it up they'll say okay i will 
and they'll walk right past the write-up desk. I'll write it up later. Um, and with all good intention, people forget. I forget a lot of things. You know, if, if you're there talking about it, it's fresh on your mind. You know, just take the, you know, the couple minutes to, all you got to do is write it on a piece of paper. You've talked to me. Um, I'll bring it up to Mikey or John later on, make sure that it's taken care of. Um, you know, your conversation with me, with any of the mechanics, really helps give us an idea of, you know, what you have going on. At that point, it's just make sure it's on that paper so it doesn't get missed. Um, even keep it as, as simple as you want to put it on that paper. Um, we have a good idea at that point of what's going on. We just need that little reminder of, hey, these three center lights on the trailer don't work. What do you think about when a driver comes to you in the morning and he's got a flat tire that's off the beat? <laughs> uh, long silence, really, yeah. I tried really hard not to laugh on that one, Sorry. Well, we call it stepping up on the soapbox, Chris, so go ahead and preach a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I try not to jump to assumptions. I like to give you guys the benefit of the doubt. Assume that it was good the night before. Um, if it's flat and if it's off the bead in the morning when you get here, it was flat when you got here yesterday. Um, whether or not you pick something up on your way in here, there would have been a pretty good leak. It would have been very audible. It's very, very quick to give your tires a thump. Make sure you're, you know, just kind of paying attention to it. You really shouldn't have a, a tire off the beat in the morning. Chris, do you think the tire monitoring systems on the truck, on the tractors that we did on the last, are they on the last 65? I know they're on the 40 Kenworths. Are they on the 25 Pete's? Um, I believe they are. What do you think of those? Do you think those have helped us? I, I really do. Once we kind of were able to explain how it works a little bit, I think it has started to help. Uh, I know uh, it hasn't happened for a little while, but I know we were having a lot of drivers saying, hey, what's this weird light on my trailer? So, well, that's your tire light. So, oh, well, all the tires on my dash say they're good. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's just for your truck, so let me show you how to you know, check that, and this is what each of those, you know, positions calls out for, and I have a lot of drivers that'll come, hey, you know, I have this tire deviation, um, you know, I pulled over, I thumped it, it seems okay. Well, at that point, we might have a, an issue, but, you know, thanks for paying attention to that and seeing that, you know, there might be an issue getting out, actually getting your hands on it. I mean, that, that tire deviation system is so nice to just have available it's a quick check um, it may not be a hundred percent but it's a very good uh, tool to be able to use as just making sure it's 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 running right i know we've had some glitches or some issues with you know it seems like on a daily or possibly weekly basis not necessarily daily but we'll get someone call in with a you know a critical tire warning or whatnot and they'll say that they've stopped and checked the tire and it's good. Would you be willing to suggest that the tire monitoring system, even with those few failures, is still advantageous to us as a company? Absolutely. Um, just the fact that I hear from the drivers whether or not there is an issue, the fact that I hear from you guys, hey, it says it's low, what should I do? That at least means if you know if if in that situation they may not have checked the tire after they were you know dumping or getting loaded they may not have gotten out to you know check their tires in between each pit 
that's just a good um, backup for, you know, making sure we can try to catch things early. We have a, a tire that drops to 60 PSI. You know, we're at uh, plant 12 just around the corner. Perfect. Bring it on in. We'll get that before it blows up and takes out a fender. I mean, it, it's that early warning system that is very helpful, I believe. Cool. I agree. You guys got any questions for Chris before we start getting on to some other topics? Yeah, I, I've seen Dave writing over there. I, I just, <laughs> so I, I. When you when you ask Chris, you know, what he, what he likes the most or something like that, um, you know, I don't know if he likes it, but I've watched his welding or seen his welding, uh-huh. and he's fantastic at that. So I don't know if he likes it, but, you know, kudos, Chris. You, you kick ass as a welder. It's good to see those beads that you lay down once in a while. And then um, back to the drivers, to have somebody that can communicate with the drivers the way you do and, and have that attitude, that is so fresh, like you mentioned, Jam. Yeah. It, it brings It brings something else. And you know, not to take anything away from the night guys, but they just don't see the our other customers, just like you said. And you guys see more of our customers, which which are our inside customers, which are the drivers, and and they have to be taken care of too. They're they're out in their trucks just doing their own thing, and and they don't have the knowledge they you do about the truck, and you, you handle that well. So you know, from my end, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Well, yeah. thank you. And I will say that's that does also go back to the fact that we have amazing drivers. You guys are all very professional. Every one of you is so friendly. You make the job easy. I I can appreciate that. And, you know, thank you all. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, Chris. Like Jim mentioned, I I was kind of writing some notes down here as you were talking. You know, he stole my thunder on the aluminum welding. Oh, sorry. But <clears throat> I, what I wrote down here is I believe you've you've turned your position over the time you've been at days into a mastery role. And what I mean by that is whether you know it or not, I physically watched you and listened to you take Mitch under your wing and explain to him how to weld, whether it be with the aluminum welder or try this technique, or this is how I do it, do it this way, uh, along with the plastic welder for the liners. I mean, Mitch has been doing that all on his own now for the last several months. I mean, I know you guys have hopped in and given him some more technique, but you've actually crafted and, and fallen into a, a mastery or a leadership role for sure. And I guess I want to thank you for that. I'm much appreciative of it. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, if you can't help the next guy, what's the point? Right? Uh, very true. Yep. Same with that backup challenge. Help the next guy. <laughs> there and, you go. And, and that leads not to hitting the bend. That's what we're after here, you guys. Right? Right. <laughs> oh, man, I just want to throw out real quick a Hey, thank you to the the drivers that I do see in the morning. Um, I, I find a lot that there are drivers that come in that seem almost embarrassed to ask a question. Hey, I have this light out. What do I need to do? Um, you know, it, there's no stupid question. It's why I'm here in the shop. It's why we have a, a fleet of mechanics as well as a fleet of drivers and trucks. I thank you guys for coming to ask me the question, no matter what it is. It's something that we can share with you, something that you don't need to worry about, and you know it doesn't need to be on the back of your minds. So thank you to everyone that comes in and does ask questions and you know tries to further themselves. It makes everybody that much better. So thank you. Yeah, Chris, I have one last question for you that <clears throat> if you were a driver, what's one of the most important things during your post trip when you park your truck at the end of the day that you would, you would look at? I'm sure there's several, but <laughs> yeah, there's a... feel free to, you know, if there's more than one, toss them out there. 
there's more than one there's actually a full sheet of them that we actually run through every day um and the biggest thing would have to be you know tires and fluids um tires are going to be a big cost they can do a lot of damage if they do go out flat um it's a very quick check put your hand on it um it's going to save a lot of hassle we have several road calls for for tires um you know a week a month and it's just such a quick check that can save so much time for you guys that are then sitting out on the side of the road waiting for us to you know load up and get out to you um and you know it, the same goes for fluids we have uh it's not super super frequent but we have enough drivers that call in hey i'm low on coolant you know we'll be doing a, an oil change and we see there's not enough oil in it um, these are all things that can really help with the longevity of these engines um, really keep these trucks going and i mean it just takes pop in the hood you go check your coolant and you see oh hey look there's this this other piece right here that's broken i wonder what that's all about well you know you can bring that up i'll answer that question and we may have just saved, you know, a three or four hour downtime. Just checking your fluids forces you to walk around the engine a little bit. You become familiar with it, and you're going to be more apt to find things out of place. What, what's one of the things you would be looking for on tires when you do your walk around it during your post-trip? I mean, just a quick, like, I've always said I could do a post-trip in about five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. pop the hood turn on all my lights. I'm looking at my lights and my four ways and everything as I'm doing my walk around and bumping tires. What, what's some of the things you're looking for? Um, I look at, <laughs> I tend to try to just look for nails. If you see shiny, it's probably a bad thing. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of give a, a, a look at the shoulder of the tire. Um, our shoulders do wear down faster just because of, um, you know, just the way we drive uh, with all the tight turns we have to make. But just make sure that tread's not starting to lift up. Uh, you'll see kind of just big splits. Um, you know, the biggest thing, dump them. Check your tread. It, it, there's a lot that kind of goes into looking at a tire. Um, but you're kind of just doing it all at the same time. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at the tread, chances are you'll see a good bolt in it. You'll see that the tread's a little low. You'll see that there's a, a separation. Um, but just having a, a, a good look is, is all it takes. And the more you do it, the, the faster you will be at finding any problem. Yeah. I've always said use your senses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> really not only a visual check, but an audible one as well. And you can't do that somewhere like in the fuel island where other trucks are running. I've always been a firm believer. Go park your truck, finish your paperwork, pop the hood. The oil's going to drain to the pan while you do your walk around. And as you're listening or as you're walking and looking to listen, you want to hear an audible air leak, you know, and that'll catch a lot of things, but you have to be aware of those senses, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people have the realization. Does anybody here really realize how many tires we're running as a fleet? Has anybody ever done that, Matt? Uh, I forget, Dave. I know we have. It's like when we mentioned the, when you mentioned checking the, the tractor tire deviation, mm-hmm hey, you got four more on the back, which actually should be eight more in most applications. But, <laughs> right. you know, and then I'm like, okay, then, you know, called 18 wheelers and you go through all the math at 100 trucks, right, Dave? So Yeah, I mean, I didn't lay out the specific math for all the rock trailers 
and like the tandem and pup with duels on the rear of those trailers, right? But I mean, we're just shy of 1,500 tires on the road every day. So I mean, if we have to do one service call a week for tires, that's pretty impressive. But I I totally believe that's been part of our goal with the tire tire deviation system to monitor that, you know, in the cab for the trucks. And it's not on all the trucks, but the bulk of them. The self-inflation system is on all of the aluminum trailers with the single tires. You know, the rock trailers don't have that, but, you know, we're going back old school with that, that hopefully you're bumping your tires at night and, and throughout the day looking for that stuff. So that's a, that's a big deal. You know, the, the tire thing, I get on that bandwagon and, you know, you see, when I grew up, you used to see tires all over the road around here. You know, you go to Texas or something and when I was a kid, you'd be driving down the road and I'd hear someone say, oh, there's a gator in the road. And I'm thinking, a gator? What's a gator? There's no gators in Colorado, you know? What are you talking about? And they're, they're talking about the whole tire carcass laying off on the side of the road or or what appears to be the recap portion or the tread of the tire. And, you know, everybody really gave retreads or recaps a really bad name because they said they wouldn't, they couldn't last they weren't as durable as a, as a virgin tire was, right? And, you know, I, I heard all those things. And as time has gone on over the last 30 years, you actually learn that a recap or a retread is almost more dependable than a virgin tire. But here's the issue with that. If you get a nail or some, some type of debris through that tread, right, Chris? Yep. What happens is you have two parts to that tire. You have the tread and then you have the casing. Well, in between those two particles, it's glued on and attached so tightly that becomes an air pocket. Well, as that nail or screw or whatever is through the tire, that becomes an air pocket. Every time the tire makes a rotation, it builds that pocket and forces air throughout that, and pretty soon it's walked through the whole retread in some cases, and it peels the retread off because it's been leaking air, but that's because we didn't catch the tire was low. You know, and then you find out that, oh, heat is involved. Well, why is heat involved? Well, for every one pound of air we lose in that tire, we pick up two degrees of heat. So if you have two tires running next to each other, one tire is 20, to 20 pounds lower than the tire next to it. It's running 40 degrees hotter. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that. And when we're looking at 1,500 tires on the road, this this is education that we need to get out there and everybody needs to understand you know, that's the whole reason with the self-inflation light on the trailers. That's the whole reason with the tire monitoring systems on the trucks and all of that stuff. So, yeah, just good stuff. I mean, it, it, I'm passionate about it. it. It goes on and on and on, but it's all because it costs money, you know, and those are, those are things. It helps our drivers, you know, be more dependable on the road. They're, they're safer. They're, it's better for the environment, the whole nine yards, you know. When we have a tire blow out or come apart, you know, Chris is out there having to fix it on the side of the highway. There's idiots out there on the highway, man. We'll we'll forego any damage to a tire and wheel to get that truck off the road to get in a safe spot to change it. We've told that to Chris since day one. Anybody that works in our shop, if that truck's not in a safe spot to change that tire, drive it. Get it off the road. We don't care what it's at. We don't care what that wheel costs. It needs to be in a safe place. We can replace tires and wheels. We can't replace human beings. So it's important to us. And... uh Cutting back to talking about the, the nail and the retread. Uh, you can have a nail in a tire. It can, you know, you can actually have a nail in a tire run a very long time uh, if you have a slow leak. Uh, I do hear a lot of drivers that'll come in to me, hey, my, my tire was totally flat this morning. 
Um, you know, it, it's been a, you know, 80 pounds every day. I'll throw a little bit of air in it. Uh, if you're putting air in a tire, it's got a leak. Uh, make sure you ride it up. I mean, we do have, as it gets a little colder, we, we may lose a, a few PSI in all the tires. Uh, if you've got one tire that you're putting air in, you know, really more than once or twice, let us know. Uh, we'll bring it in. We'll take it off the truck. We'll soak it down. We'll find that leak. Um, you know, it's a, a very good key that if, if you're putting air in it, it's probably losing it. You may not hear it. You may not see it. Um, and like Dave said, it might be seeping out in between the tread. And these are all things that we're very good at finding in the shop that just may not seem very obvious. So, you know, if you're throwing air in it, grab somebody and we'll get it taken care of, get it fixed up. Yeah, great hint. Yeah, it's not like they got to change the tire themselves. Just just ride it up. Guys, you got anything else for Chris? Thank you, Chris, for being a, a guest today. I'm Absolutely. You, you've done a great job. Good to hear from you. Thanks for having me on. So don't go anywhere. So moving on to the <laughs> safety topics of the week. Uh, the first topic is parking on the ice. We had a driver down at Plant 39 uh, pull up probably about 20, 30 feet behind another truck, set his brakes, got out of the truck, went down to the to the truck in front of him to talk to that driver and the next thing you know his truck just went sliding down the hill into the back of the other truck's trailer what do you think about that guys it was crazy jam i i you know i was out of town on it but i saw the video that that you'd sent out and stuff and i had never seen anything like that you know so i was i i mean jam you've dealt with me enough i'm i'm pretty science driven right i mean i want to know the facts things don't add up it's it's like CSI around here. I mean, you uh, need to add the nuts and bolts together to make something, right? And it just wasn't adding up because we hadn't seen that before, especially on a truck with axles with brakes on both axles. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that was that was a first. I mean, in all these years and all the positions that we've been parked in and staged in and whatnot, especially for a driver to to drive up there and stop with no problems. I think that's what more got me. It's not like he knew he was on ice or had a problem stopping. It was just stopped. And we'd went back and talked about some of the conditions possibly, you know, did we pull in there and the tires were hot and it was the right temperature out and the, the snow, you know, because the other traffic that had been on it, the tires were clean. So it created an ice condition or, or whatnot. I just had never seen anything like that. I guess that's what I got to go with. You know, the video is perfectly clear. That driver set his brakes. The truck was in neutral. You know, to the best of my knowledge, that driver did nothing wrong. So kudos. I forget who was in that. Uh, that was Mike Martinez, and yeah. he was pretty upset about it. And, yeah, I mean, another case where the camera actually helped the driver out. Because Absolutely. if we had a driver come in and we didn't have cameras and they're like, oh, yeah, I parked on the hill and the truck slid into the back of another truck, <laughs> we'd be like, well, that's bullshit. Right? Right. But and, the fact. Yeah, and inward facing. Right. You know, I mean, we get that where the guy, where the driver complains about the inward facing. Right. The inward facing showed him setting the brakes, right, yep. guys? Yeah, yep. he Pulled took it out, out of gear, took popped it. that valve, and yeah. It was clear as day. It was still confusing, and we did our investigation and got out our micrometers. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I, you know, adding to that is, like Dave said, it is pretty weird to pull up there and be able to stop and not slide. But, you know, as we all talked about it, Maybe the truck stopped more with the trailer brakes, and then we think he set the tractor brakes, so the trailer wasn't set, and the tractor, those those two positions didn't hold the tractor to allow it to slide loaded. 
when to stop there, maybe the tractor and trailers were enough to stop the truck. So yeah, right. Very. I'm glad you added in that he was loaded, Jim. So yeah, he was loaded out at 39, hauling something out to Lapan, and that's when it happened. So think ahead, guys and girls, if you're parking on a some kind of grade in icy conditions, that could happen. Luckily, they weren't at the rear of the truck, you know, at the rear of the tailgate, just you know, shooting shooting the shit because that could have been a, a fatality even. Yeah, in the video, you know? there was a driver standing there, and he didn't see the movement. That was Mike. It, yeah, it wasn't yeah. until the damage, until they hit, and he, right. he, you could see he was in shock. Yeah, somebody mentioned, oh, he, you know, he couldn't have heard the truck coming, and it's like, trucks are silent when they're not, like, right using their engine yeah <laughs> you know yeah, of course you know, you'll hear a truck come by and the truck's noisy but the trailer is pretty silent so add snow you know it's got sound dampening effects and add that and the sliding truck and yeah you you have no yeah. idea that's going on so i'm just glad everybody was okay and you know mike 100%, i mean 100 percent agree there yeah you you mentioned that that's a that's a sickening thought in the pit of your stomach because you're right. you, your backs to him jam brushing the gate off yeah. in that instance and that truck yeah you know silently creeps up on you and smashes you that's yeah. just it's a horrible yeah. thought so. and that built up some momentum too yeah know? it did so. it, it popped that other truck pretty hard in the video yeah, yeah. So. so uh take that newton and your law of motion sometimes <laughs> objects at rest will start to move <laughs> wow. uh the other thing i wanted to talk about and it's actually become a little I guess you could say controversial is the uh, Rogel Maderos. He was a driver that you know came down the hill, smoked his brakes, came down the hill, killed four people, injured a bunch more. I mean, big old fire. It looked like you know the zombie apocalypse down there the day it happened. He actually received an 110 year sentence. You know, and initially I'm like, okay, you know, I was like, he he got what he deserved, and you know that's fine, but. Just listening to some other people's thoughts about it, they feel it was a little excessive. First of all, his sentencing was concurrent. So he, he's got to serve for killing one person. Then he serves for killing another person. So that's kind of why I got up there. I don't know if life would have sound better, but no matter how it sounds, I guess there's two sides to this. One is if your family was in one of those cars and got killed, you would probably feel like the 110-year sentence was not enough even. Right. You know? The other side of it, he's a young young guy, 26 years old now. He was 23 when it happened. You know, was he properly trained is a big question. Did he know how to come down the hill? Was it the company's fault? I mean, it's just a can of worms, really. But, you know, it's definitely everyone needs to take this job super serious. And your breaks when, you know, we don't have – drum brakes anymore but checking your brakes making sure they're working that that's important if you feel a problem like jesus varela felt there was a problem with his brakes i mean you got to bring that up you know this isn't you know dave you said it's a dangerous game we play there's a lot at stake you know to come down a hill improperly and kill people yeah yeah i mean you mentioned that jim <clears throat> you know what we didn't mention in that in the truck sliding on the ice is i i couldn't swallow it i couldn't believe it you know what i mean and I actually got with you and, and via the email communicating back and forth, because like I say, I was out of town. You actually went out and got in that truck, drove it in the yard, kicked it into neutral and pulled the, pulled the brake valve and slid all four brakes. Because what I was worried is after what happened with Jesus, maybe we have some maxi brakes not working. <laughs> uh, we, we, we may have you know, a couple wheel ends that aren't applying. And how would we know? 
right? If the right front and the left rear are the only two that are locking up, you know, and not going down there and taking pictures and seeing all of that, we got a few snapshots, which wasn't at the angle or the, the situation we needed. So yeah, I mean, still a weird gig jam. And those are things we, we won't know. We're, we're of the assumption after our investigation that everything is good on that truck. You know, and that's something I kind of wanted to mention. I, I was going to save it. Well, I'll save it for final thoughts. We'll come back to it. We're getting pretty close because yeah. you gotta you gotta go soon. Yep. So, uh, did you guys want to add anything to the to that sentencing? I I do, Jim. I, I and you, you're right. We've all talked about it. I've talked about it with you guys. Talked about it with friends. Thought about it myself. I read a little bit of the article yesterday, and I think if I understood the article yesterday. He has to at least serve 20 years, Jim, and then and then possibly there's a chance for parole or some other stuff, if I understood it correctly. I didn't hear that. So that, that and 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 you know, like I said, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I, I I read it. And when I read his statement and the judge's statement is, there was a few charges and and they had murder in the charges. You know, he was convicted of. You know, I, I probably have this wrong. First degree, second degree murder, but murder was the word. And and he said that I'm not a murderer. You know, and, and and we understand that it wasn't premeditated. He didn't he didn't you know leave the house with the gun. He didn't plan to kill somebody. It's what happened. And when you talk about you know everybody's got different views on this is, and that's the reason we here we preach as a team because do I think the owners of of that company and that truck let him down? Absolutely. And that that's on me and Dave and our safety team here. That's what I look at. But the driver, he's also guilty. I mean, it's it's a team effort. He's team guilty if if that's how you want to look at it, because he had the opportunity to stop and he didn't. And the the owners had the opportunity to train better and and they possibly didn't. I don't know that side of it. And that's the reason for these podcasts and the the toolbox talks and you know the mechanics out there working on your trucks and like Dave said, the safety. Do things work and do things not work and and you know, and the team effort is is as small as your medical card not being expired. Let's say you have, you know, diabetes. Let's say you had had an issue and you're you're not able to take care of yourself, and you should be renewing that medical card within a year and not two years. And you don't do it, and you you crash and hurt somebody. That's a team effort. That's your responsibility. It's also our responsibility to help remind you to renew that card. Mm-hmm. It is the smallest thing to the biggest thing. So yeah, Madero, I, I, I feel he's guilty. He did, he did kill people. There's something he needs to, to pay for. And I think right. listening to him, he will the rest of his life. And right. me personally and Dave, and I know you feel that way, Jam and, and Chris, I don't want anybody to ever kill anybody and have to live with that right. mistake or not. Ne- never. That's it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation. It really is. And it's an eerie, eerie feeling because when I watched, you know, Jr. brought in some of the film mm-hmm. and and showed it to me, and a couple quotes that the guy used in there. Number one, and we've heard this many times when we've brought a driver in that we're kind of having some issues with. I was just doing my job. That was what Maderos said. Right. I was just doing my job. But was he trained correctly? You know, did he have a team behind him like we have here? You know, some of the stuff we've taken a, a some brunt of some punishment over the years because, you know, we've added mirrors to the hoods of the trucks so we're safer. But it doesn't look as cool, right? But we're safer. 
well, we want to be a safer company, so we're going to put mirrors on those hoods. You know, the GeoTab has a tracking device on it, so we can monitor speeds going down the hill. We're a safer company because we're on that. We get notified because of that. Maybe if this company had GeoTab on there and they knew how fast that guy was going and coming down the hill, maybe they could have called him and said, you're in an emergency situation. Are you okay? You need to stop that truck because that's live, right? We have cameras in there to, to back up and verify that the brakes were set on that truck. That driver did a good job, right? He did everything in his power. So, I mean, the team that everyone has behind them here is so powerful. You know, something else that he said, you know, along with, he said he's not a murderer, like Jim mentioned. He said, I didn't intend to hurt anyone. It was just an accident, right? I mean, we've we've had some situations here where we've had some call-ins from four-wheelers where we've got some drivers doing some crazy stuff. And it makes no sense. And it, it seems bizarre to me. And it just, I can't wrap my head around it sometimes, what thoughts are going through your mind. And I wonder if that's where Medeiros was. He just had the thought of, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Not thinking of the repercussions down the road. I know maybe it's my age or whatnot, but when I'm in a scenario where I'm doing something that I'm not familiar with, I try and think of what would happen if this doesn't work or this doesn't work or you know what I mean some what are the dangers of doing this particular action you know you try and think through it and I guess I wonder if if he didn't know that if he didn't have a team that explained that to him and he didn't have any anyone to help him where all everyone here has that they have the backing of a team a team and support you know so when we do have a driver that's repeatedly going down the hill too fast, right? They may think we're on them or they're on the shit list or whatever the case may be. They're not. Right. We're here to protect them so they're not Maderos and they don't go to jail for 110 years and right. our company is the one that's on the news that just killed four people right. and injured yeah. however many. Yeah, we're, we're, we're protecting those four people that died, Dave. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and the driver. The way we're doing it, they won't die. Or right. that, that's the effort. Right. Right. That's why if you're following too close or you get a call in and they say you're driving aggressively and we watch a video and we find it to be unacceptable. I mean, God forbid if you were doing that and somebody died. Oh, I mean, man, you, Jim. You could go to jail. Terrible. So, yep. Super Dave actually pre-recorded his High Road Hauler, so we're going to take a quick break and listen to that. I got to listen to it. Chris, you were in here. It's pretty badass. So we'll take a break and listen to that and be back. Morning, Super Dave. Good morning, Jam. Good morning, everybody. Appreciate you joining us this morning. It seems like we've ran out of mic space on our USB interface. We needed a bigger podcast setup. Well, bigger is better. <laughs> so you are the oh wow, you are the king of dad jokes at this point. So why don't you go ahead and hit us with the dad joke you have prepared for us? You know, um, dads. Most dads all have wives, right? You know, my wife told me I was immature. <laughs> I told her to get the heck out of my fort. <laughs> That's a good one. These guys are going to love that. So, Sue, <clears throat> obviously we are pre-recording the high road hauler for this week, so why don't you go ahead and hit us with that? Yeah, this high road is really good. Um, I like it because everybody in life is trying to find their passion. And passion is something that isn't just handed out at the door when you walk in. It's something that takes time. It takes effort. Well, you have to live a little bit to find your passion. So many of us are still hopelessly trying to find that passion. 
something we believe will ultimately lead us closer to happiness and success. And I say hopelessly, primarily because we are putting the cart ahead of the horse. When we say we're trying to find our passion, it implies that our passion is somehow hiding behind a tree or under a rock somewhere. But that's far from the truth. The truth is, our passion comes from doing things right, right now. If you're waiting to somehow find your passion somewhere outside yourself, so you'll finally have a reason to put your whole heart and soul into life, you'll likely be waiting around for an eternity And on the other hand, if you're tired of waiting, you'd rather live more passionately starting today, it's a clear sign that it's time to proactively inject passion into the very next thing you do. Think about it. When was the last time you completed a project and then said, that's good enough, but you really envisioned the finished product to be much better. So you dove back into it to do just that, to make it perfect. When was the last time you exercised and literally put every bit of effort you could muster into it? When was the last time you truly tried, I mean truly tried, to do your very, very best? Like most of us, you're likely putting a half-hearted and half-minded effort into most of the things that you do on a daily basis because you're still waiting. You're still waiting to find something to be passionate about. What you need to do is the exact opposite. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to tell me, stop looking for the next opportunity. The one you have in front of you is your opportunity. She also said, too often we spend too much time attempting to perfect something before we ever even do it. Instead of waiting for perfection, just do your best with what you've got right now and improve it along the way. If you want more passion in your life right now, do something about it right now. Put your heart and soul into something, not into the next opportunity, but the opportunity right in front of you. Not into tomorrow's work, but today's work. Not into tomorrow's workout, but today's workout. You have an endless reservoir of untapped potential within you, just waiting. Well, stop waiting. There is no next opportunity, the only one you have at this moment. Put your heart and soul into what you've got in front of you right now. And the quote for today is, working every day and always trying your best will breed in you temperance and self-control, diligence and strength of will, cheerfulness and content, and a hundred other virtues which the idol will never know, by Charles Kingsley. Another great one, Super Dave. That's awesome. Anything else you want to leave the fleet with today? Let's everybody be careful out there today. Great advice. Thanks a lot, Super Dave, and we'll see you again next week. Hi, right, guys. That was awesome. Yeah, definitely a good one. Good job. Thanks, Super Dave. I know Chris said he was glad to see the High Road Holland back, and so am I, and a lot of people have mentioned that. Good. I think Super Dave said it's good things to chew on. What did he say? He said gives you something to chew on all day. Yeah. It's yeah. just good mojo. It is. Yeah. Final thoughts, Brother Dave, we'll start with you because I know you got another meeting to jump into. Yeah, uh, one of the things Chris mentioned earlier in this podcast was the night shop crew and that people don't realize the volume of work that those guys do you know as a driver you come in and you know you're generally able to just get in your truck and go to work right but you don't know when the oil was changed you don't know when the air filters were changed you know you didn't have to deal with any of that uh as far as brakes on your truck or 
a wheel seal leaking that you didn't catch that when your truck was in just for a service that was repaired. And again, I just can't give enough kudos to that night crew. And I guess they're almost like an invisible warrior. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're this force that moves at night quietly through the yard. Right, Chris? Yes, I, I mean, <laughs> is it, is and, that... and the things you guys catch, you, you may bring a truck in because the driver wrote up, hey, I found a bolt in a you know, left front drive tire. You pull it in. Well, it's also got an oil leak. It's got, you know, this out. A wheel seal was leaking on it when you had it in. And all of a sudden, all of those things are repaired. It took you guys four more hours of work rather than to just repair that tire. And that truck is still back out on the road the next day without that driver missing a beat or truly knowing what went on. And, and I guess that needs to be out there. That needs to be awareness of of what those night guys do. It's... it. it I'm not mind boggled by it because I see it, you know, I've lived it, but I'm sure impressed by it. It is very impressive. And if you're not aware of it, you don't have any clue it happened. Yep. Yeah. Back in the day, that was me and you doing, trying to do it during the day or after we drove all day. So yeah. as far as understanding it and then what they get done, Dave, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And you, you joke about the, the supernatural there. Those are like Chris <laughs> mentioned, the, the night walkers, the, the night walkers <laughs> and, and those yeah. vampires and the, the yeah. things that happen at night. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Special breed for sure. Yeah. Chris, you got any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I'll actually tie into, uh, I, I got I got I got a couple final thoughts. That's it. Um, Want to tie into the the high road hauling for a second, and uh, it was actually something that I was told in Taekwondo: um, the enemy of excellence is good enough. Uh, it's <laughs> something great. that I try to stand by. Um, you know, if you can do something a little bit better, do it. Um, it really makes a difference in the long run. Um, so I, I really appreciated that. Uh, that high road hauling was a very good one. Um, and I wanted to touch back on the cameras. I know that was brought up. Um, I know a lot of people may have mixed feelings about it, uh, just from everything that I've seen, from you know, the way we've grown with them. I actually like them so much, I went out and bought one for my car. Um, <laughs> it just, it seems kind of stupid not to have one in your vehicle. I mean, I feel safer. I've. You know, I, I drive well enough that I'm not doing anything stupid that's going to be that's putting not myself re- at risk. That's not to record the 155 on the off course? Uh, right. That was on a track. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about on the road here. Oh, okay. I just yeah. wanted to be clear. Sorry to interrupt you. Out with everybody else. And, the track you know. is on 58th, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I mean, just uh, learn to embrace them and love them because uh, they're, they're wonderful to have around. I got one in a Jeep as well. I got a Garmin, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I've almost asked Jim and Dave to put a camera in my Jeep, but yeah, it's, I already got one. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all correct. And, and you mentioned, uh, Chris, about the tire inflation system, that inflation system on the trailers and the, and the monitoring system in the trucks. You called it a tool, and how you depends on how you use that tool. And that's the same with those cameras. Here's a tool that we found that I think we can't live without, right, yeah, you guys? Yeah. I mean, we'd never go the other way. Oh, I, and I'd love to put a percentage on it. You know, I'm, I kind of always make those numbers up almost to a degree. But, I mean, Jam, you're, you're kind of a numbers guy. What percentage would you guess, if you had to guess, mm-hmm. that we have proven ourselves innocent versus guilty? 75 right off the top of my head. 
You know, Dwayne Sand yesterday was a perfect example. Yeah. That couldn't have went any smoother. You know, Dwayne Sand was going uh, eastbound on Bromley, making a left onto 85 to go north. Lady just came in and just ran right into his truck, basically, you know, and he called. Uh, JR pulled the video, Scooby mobilized on his way out there. You know, we, we got everything put together and it couldn't have gone better. You know, the cops came, that lady got a got an improper lane change ticket and that's just going to help us with the insurance claim. So great job, everybody, on that. Yeah, and I know I mentioned it, Jam, but that's the inside and outside camera yep. because we how we use it, you guys, and if you've seen the videos, is usually the inside shows so much out that back window, mm-hmm. the side window, and the mirrors. I mean, it, it you could see that woman, she was headed... For that spot, no matter what, in the in the rear window, in the side window, and she she was going to get that spot, and and I just exonerates the driver, yep. makes makes us feel good. Yep. To see Dwayne just doing a good job in the cab, yeah, wasn't looking at his phone when it happened or nothing weird was going on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about the the video on Paco's accident last week. Where the, oh no, oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I, you know. I guess I got to throw a shout out there to Paco. We were uh, we, we were totally just congratulating him on the three years. But now that I'm thinking about it, you know, again, I was out of town, you guys. But uh, I, I see these emails, and it's like, oh, Paco accident. And you know, the minute you see that, your my heart sinks on these emails. You know, and you pull up the video, and Paco was just minding his own business, going southbound, loaded on on Tower Road. And there was about a group of six cars, and the fifth or sixth car in that group going northbound. Uh, it turns out my understanding is she was a nurse, pulled like a double shift, was exhausted, and they she doesn't even know what happens, but she thinks she fell asleep and actually drifted across the double yellow right into Paco's lane. Paco jerked the wheel, did an amazing job, and uh, avoided her head-on with the tractor while she just kept coming and hit the back of the trailer and actually impacted the duels so hard, it knocked the axles out from underneath the trailer and the trailer in the video, when you look out that the rear, the driver-facing camera, you see the car go by, hit the trailer, this big cloud of dust, and then the trailer actually on its own because Paco's moving because the two axles broke free on the driver's side and slid out to the rear. Actually, the trailer pivoted and traveled out about 10 feet into the oncoming lane before Paco got stopped. Yep. And I mean, it... it how the woman survived, how everybody was okay. I mean, it was carnage. We had Tower Road shut down for hours. hours. You know, Mike was out there. Chris was out there. Uh, Brinks Towing literally had to lift the trailer, take a winch, and winch the axles back under the trailer on the one side. Yeah. You know, we they stuffed, you know, makeshift bolts in it the best we could to, to just get it movable. You yeah. know, Commerce City sat there and is like, how long is this going to take? Yeah, you know, so it was it was a mess. And shout out to them too, Dave. Mike yeah. and everybody said the Commerce City Police were fantastic, helped yeah. us. You know, said do what you have to do. We can see you guys are all working hard to get the road cleared. And so shout out how they helped us out. Yeah, and get the Brinks they towing. Were, they Mike, were great out there. Mike really said they went above and beyond. Getting back to the camera though. So when I was on scene, me and Scooby ran out there, and uh, you know the cop came up to us, and I was like, "You want to see the video?" And his eyes lit up. He's like, "You got a video?" Yep. Showed him the video. He's like, man, that's so nice that you guys have that. He's like, it's just a no-brainer for us. Yeah. So, great job. Jim, you were in the middle of your final thoughts? or? Yeah. Uh, Jam, were you going to let I me was do, gonna... do the holiday stuff? Or? Yeah. Either way, you could go over it. It doesn't matter to me. 
Yeah, we just wanted to announce yesterday, I, I sent out a, or yesterday, for tomorrow, you guys, not to confuse everybody, and I did send out a bamboo also this morning on it. Um, the driver's holiday breakfast is tomorrow at 5 a.m. That's the west drivers and the east drivers here at 5 a.m. At the east yard. At the east yard in the, in the main shop here. There will be breakfast and stuff served. Um, the day mechanics and, the, and everybody here in the uh, shop or the office and stuff, we're having a noon lunch. And then the night mechanics and the wash bay, we're probably will have an announcement before 8 o'clock, but then they're having a dinner uh, at 8 o'clock uh, for the holidays here. And there is going to be a big announcement that me and Dave have for everybody. Uh, we'd all like you guys to attend and be here. We really want to see you. We think the holidays and, and this time of year is important. It's important to us and important to see you guys. And then for everybody tomorrow morning, I, I put it in the bamboo, but if you could wear something JFW, that would be great. Your anniversary shirt, your t-shirt, your hoodies, your hats, anything like that. We're going to try to do some Christmas pictures and, and things like that. So, you know, from me and Dave and, and the rest of the team here, we'd, we'd like to see everybody tomorrow morning. So please, please be there. I'm excited. Yeah, all you guys from the West Yard, too, I've had a handful of questions. Should I drive the truck? Should I bring my car? We don't really have room to put 25 more trucks in this yard, so I strongly urge you to just drive your car and come to this yard first. We're going to have problems with the cars. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know where to put 25 more cars, right, Jam? Yeah, Let alone 25 big rigs. So be a problem. We're going to get it done, though. We face and overcome all that stuff. Every day. Every day, yep, yep. Be, be polite and find a spot. Yep. By the way, that background noise, we're in the middle of a... Uh, I don't know if there's a hurricane or what's going on out there, but <laughs> totally haven't had winter and there's like a tsunami going on. Uh, to get into my final thoughts, guys, uh, Mike Tafoya came up to me last week. I meant to talk about it in last week's podcast, and these aren't his exact words. Some of them are my words because I've experienced the same exact thing as Mike, but Mike came and thanked me for the opportunity here. Uh, he said having a solid foundation at JFW has just improved his life all around everything else is getting lined up in his in his life so that really resonated with me you know everybody knows i was a driver here back in 2014 and 15 and man my life you know it wasn't perfect but things were lined up i knew i had a good place to come to work every day solid paycheck with good people and i, I was just kind of lined up with everything in my life and then when i came back the same thing's happening now so that's one thing i wanted to touch on and then i just want to leave you with a quote by c.s lewis Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Ooh. Go out and serve somebody today. Make it not about you. Good, good one, Jim. Good. Thanks, Jim. Way to way to finish it up. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. Everybody, don't forget to tip your mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Just kidding. Just Thanks kidding. for joining us, Chris. Tips are not accepted. Just. <laughs> for the HR people. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Yo, Jam, cue the music. <laughs>